eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, gopowercat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. It is the overtime. It's the Power Cat Overtime podcast brought to you by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We got a three-man team, a three-dog team also here in the GPC home studio and smelly dog room. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, and Cole Midnight Carmony. Actually, he's sitting at 1 a.m. today, so it's very confusing to me because he's not in Cole's seat. He's in Ryan Gills Gilbert's seat because Gills is not with us this week due to a work conflict. He was conflicted. We let him do his other job. Wow. There's a lot of talking to start off with. But again, get into the fridge whenever you're in town. I'm not messing around. You folks were brief with your question asking. We will be not having as many questions as we normally have because of a lack of performance. And believe me, man, when you're over 50, you're familiar with a lack of performance. Here's your questions. Are you sure it's your age? For more is, that, is that the reason? Station. Yeah, man. Could have been a number of things. Number of things. Mm. Cole, get me out of this. Ask something. Uh, K-Ned asks, Cool. Last week you learned about EcoCat. This week, what is your reaction to the Power Towel 80s rock Willie chant? Fitz, how did this abomination get a second thought, let alone see the light of day? All before making fun of it, can we at least give Willie some credit for being given a job and for being giving... Oh, my goodness. Cole, you Okay. Have you got the gills? Can we at least give Willie some credit for being given a job to do and doing it? He tried to sell that performance. Look. Yeah. Willie was a professional. Willie was well invested into it. You want to know why? Because he didn't have to show his face. We still don't know who it was actually playing Willie in that video, nor will he ever admit it. That, that was not, no, listen, here, here's, here's the funny thing, okay, about this. So I have a backup computer right now. Mm-hmm. This computer is connected to my dad's phone. My dad texted me. I responded to him. The message came through because it's connected to his phone. Well, mute your computer. I, I, well, it relates to the question. I'm not on mute because, Kned, to answer your question, I just oh. watched the video. Oh. <laughs> Good point. And I have to say... I don't know what was worse. The fact that Jordy Nelson, who was he the best player when this video was made? Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman was probably the best. He wasn't in this was video. 
What? Then I gonna have to go back and look at it again. You yeah. just said, "Hey, Jordy Nelson." No, oh, I said Josh Freeman. Jordan. Was Josh Freeman in the yeah, video? Josh yeah, Freeman. you you saw him. Don't forget your power towel. Bring it to every game. Basically, they took the best players in the team and made them do something horrible. Yes, and they're, that's they're what I was scarred saying. for life. Jordy, I think you have the money now to buy back this and demand YouTube take it down and that all copies be burned because it damages your image. Are we going to make it his walk-up song for the softball game? Oh, my God. Would that be funny? <laughs> I feel like Guns N' Roses could make a uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act claim oh, on Okay, it. let's handle this in parts here. I agree that the song could work for certain places, like a minor league baseball team or, you know. Because the chain's just K-State, K-State, right? That kind of crap. (laughs) (laughs) But here's... Here's my problem with it was as soon as he spoke, we're going to create some new traditions showed a fundamental misunderstanding of what the hell a tradition is. You don't start a tradition, right? Like I'm going to go eat lunch with you at Tanner's. If I choose to have a grilled cheese with bacon today, it does not make it a tradition that I have that when I go to Tanner's. It was a choice I made, and if I do it 90 times in a row, it's a damn tradition. So is it like a streak? So like if you're trying to start a draft streak, if you get one player drafted in one year, that's not a a streak? I don't even think it's a streak. I think it goes beyond that. A tradition is something you're doing that you don't know why you're doing it. Like the Wabash Cannonball. Right. I mean, there's a reason why why. we do it, but that doesn't add up to why it stuck around. Yeah, I'll give a good good example of this. So every year on Christmas and uh, Easter, my grandfather buys pickled herring. Okay? It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Mm -hmm. But do I eat it twice a year? Yes. Why? Why would you do that? Because it's a tradition. Okay. I don't eat things that I don't want to eat. Well, I'm an adult. Well, guess what? People don't cheer things that they don't want to cheer. This is not a tradition. It wouldn't have been a tradition because people wouldn't have wanted to do it. Well, in the safest family, we have a tradition every year where we kick each other in the nuts. Just really hard. Just just haul off. It's a tradition. So we continue to do it. The women always win. (laughs) (laughs) This whole thing was so jacked up. The power towel. My problem with the power towel was they were purple. You couldn't see them. It was just, when you did it. Everyone's wearing purple. There's no. There's nothing to it. That, they needed stupid. to be white towels. They needed to be contrasting. My God, it was because I loved. I love a good towel. Was this the same time they had purple pants too? When they brought in the purple? Mm-hmm. No. Well, this was 06. Like this was ahead of the 06 season right. that they did the power towel and Willie Chant. I don't know if the did the Willie Chant ever get played. No. I think it like they might have played one it one game, and then everyone's like. Yeah, I really don't remember it other than watching that exact YouTube video multiple times since. I am normally not a person that believes in running creative things through committee because committees will suck the 
creativity out of it, the unique nature of it. Like they don't understand, uh, like TikToks right now, if you find corporate TikToks, you know, like there was, I think it was Nutter Butter, there was a popular sound that they were, they wanted to use, but it had to go through legal and legal said, no, you can't use that sound. We don't have the rights to it. But like, that's not how TikTok works. The way TikTok works is you can use a sound and everything. So they had to create their own sound, and then they got absolutely roasted for it. But it became a meme in itself for doing it, you know? Right. That's exactly it. But this was a case where it needed more time in committee and maybe less alcohol. I don't know what happened. I don't know who sat around and thought, this is a great idea. This is fantastic. But I can't think of anything that sums up the Ron Prince error more than this. Did you say era or error? error. Yes. Error. Okay. Error. Yeah, it can be era or error either way, but this is a perfect reason never to hire Ron Prince to do anything. There's absolutely nothing I would trust a man with. Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Nothing. And he thinks he can create new traditions. What's what's the worst possible new create? Like if Chris Kleiman was going to create a new tradition or try to create a new tradition, like what could he come in? And if he didn't know anything, what do you think he'd try to create? But it has to be bad. Oh well, they're going to try to replicate. What do they call it at NDSU? The farm harvest ha- helmet. Yeah, I think harvest helmet. Yeah, they've got a harvest helmet. They're going to try to do something with that, I think. I think he could have really... That'd be cool I think if he, they did, like, a matte purple. Yeah. I, he could have really screwed up the entrance to, like, a, a North Dakota... I remember it was a big thing. We want to make, when they run out, a big deal. Right. They could have royally screwed that up. And it's actually pretty cool now, but they could have really screwed that up. I'm still not happy with their entrance, but North Dakota State kind of replicates Nebraska, don't they? I think they... The do. long walk. I don't out, like yeah. the song. I don't like the song that they... It's just this, like, crazy train, like... I actually like that, because... That was, I think it's a classic song to now that's run become, out to. That has become a tradition yes. because of Wabash and the train. Now, the, the train video got really silly over time and really worse in quality over time, and I'm glad they finally did away with it. Is it but, weird that I like I'm proud of this house we built? Is it weird that I like that? No. Some people are torn about, torn on it, but I love it. it's a great, how they use it is well done. Yeah. But if you're not in the country, you hate that song. It sounds silly, but and I know we didn't do. I wasn't on the field last year, but that first year of climbing, where all the music was different. When you're at home games, and like it's just subconscious, the the music, like I don't even pay attention. I couldn't tell you what the the songs were in the exact order, but there's movement. Like the songs literally time out everything, yeah. and you know everything that's going on in pregame. Like it's just it's subconscious. I will it say, was crazy. There is a specific uh, writer who keeps track of every single song. And I felt like every single time I looked at Twitter, I was getting an update on what song was playing in the stadium. Hmm. That was a little bit different hearing different music. But anyhow, yeah, I hope it never uh, – we're not going to put anything about the power towel or the song in here except for Marcus Watts saying, bring it to every game because we love you, Marcus. Yeah. Here's your bit. Man, that was his brush with fame. Yeah. What if – Chris Kleiman came in and was like, ag school, and then we had weed on our helmets for the harvest helmet uh, at North Dakota State. What have you said? Let's do this thing where we try, like, waving our arms <laughs> like wheat. Hey, Chris, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. What if we were the stuck-up law medical school that looked down on ag things and yet had our cheerleaders wear sunflowers and we waved the wheat? Would we be conflicted by that? It seems like 
a weird thing to have traditions that you make fun of people for having hmm. that as their livelihood. Yeah. It's kind of weird. From Limestone Silo, with 60 Minutes doing a serious segment on the Pentagon UFO program, what conspiracy theory do you most believe and or hope is true? I didn't know this was one of our questions. This is awesome. Yeah. I could talk about UFOs. I have long believed in UFOs. Folks, if you're not following along, it's come out in 60 minutes. Um, major news channels are now doing it because the Pentagon's releasing video of, what do they call them? Um, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, UAP. That's what they call them. Things that, I just saw an interview on a, on a news show where the pilot said, I had a training route that we ran every day when I was on the East Coast and I had an encounter every day. Yeah. This isn't they said something this on 60 minutes. This too. isn't something rare. This is very common for our military pilots to be harassed by flying things that are doing things we are not capable of doing with our current technology. And I'm I'm happy that the Pentagon's finally admitting it. I'm confident they've been covering things up because the thought is they're leaking things out to kind of acclimate us. And the pandemic's a good time to try to get us acclimated to it because we're going through some changes. And I I truly believe they're going to admit to having encounters with other life forms. I truly believe that it, it, we're going to find out a whole bunch of stuff for the next five years or so. But my biggest conspiracy theory is JFK. What about the moon landing? What? Oh, that absolutely happened. There's too many people involved to keep, keep that a yeah. secret. There's no that. I understand why some people think there's different things. Like they always look at the boots. Well, they weren't wearing their boots on the surface. They had traction clips on their bottom of their boots. I mean, their boots are smooth. You wouldn't go out anywhere with that. That's for inside. Then they clip the traction things on. But um, yeah, JFK. Lee Harvey Oswald was there, but I, he didn't shoot him. I mean, he got off some shots, I think, but I, I truly believe the mob killed JFK for the great. The, the mob stole the election for JFK. I mean, they, they literally did. It's just well documented that the last votes to come in on election night were Chicago, which makes no sense. Mm -hmm. And he won Illinois. Thus, he won the White House. And so his dad was tied to the mob as a bootlegger because that's where their money came from. So they were beholden to the mob. And what does JFK and his brother do? They immediately go after the mob. I mean, you don't have to really buy into conspiracy theories to understand, well, that wouldn't sit well. All of that's historically noted. All those things happened. They were tied to the mob. The mob helped him get elected. And then they turned on the mob, and I think the mob had him killed. As somebody who wants to teach history, I feel like I can't believe in conspiracy theories. Um, but I do find Abraham Lincoln's assassination pretty fishy, too. Um, How do you mean? Well, the, the person, John Wilkes Booth, that whole time period in general, there's just lots of inconsistencies. Um, I'm not saying that. He, well, he didn't die. That's what people don't understand is he didn't die right there on the yeah, spot. He died in bed later, yeah. Right. A, a day later. And that within itself, I think, is a little weird. Well, you there was get... supposed to be four assassinations that night. Yes. And Wilkes Booth was the only one to pull his off. I mean, wasn't the vice president shot or the secretary of state? Someone was shot, but everyone else chickened out. William Seward, secretary of state. So I I don't know about that. That's That's slightly before me. 
a little bit? I don't remember Lincoln. I think I think we had friends in school together, but um, Zach, you got a good one over there. Mine is Michael Jordan's suspension. Yeah, you're into for that gambling. One. I that's the one that I believe the most. That he didn't go play baseball for fun. He he left for because he was not allowed in the NBA. Do you think they actually covered that in the last dance just so that they would try and debunk some of those conspiracies? Yeah, I I don't believe I don't think that any of those were genuine because i think i truly think that the the people that would know aren't going to talk well one of them is dead yeah david stern is dead so you know there's there's one person and i think there's probably maybe a couple other people and then it one one of the people that knew kind of leaked it out and said yeah it was a suspension and it kind of grew in this conspiracy but i think the people that that would have known or that or that may have known probably didn't know whether it was real or not um what about this conspiracy theory actually i probably can't say his name so i'm just going to change topics here um (laughs) wow (laughs) leave us hanging speaking of the last dance did you see the snl oh that was the best snl sketch in in the last in the last probably like Two or three years, probably since like David Pumpkins, maybe they, you know, the scene where they're playing quarters in the last dance and they're bouncing the quarters off the wall. Yeah. They recreated that entire scene with like this, like they, they had somebody dress up as the security card. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was King and Michael Key was the host. So he was playing Jordan <laughs> and then they had Sha- uh, Shaquille No. Shaquille No. Charles Barkley. Jeez. It's Charles Barkley. Why? Keenan Thompson. Yeah. yeah, it's not Shaq. It's yeah. Charles Barkley. Yeah. I don't know why I kept trying to say Shaquille O'Neal. It's yeah. not. Uh, came in as Charles Barkley. But, like, basically, like, <laughs> like John, the security guard, he, get, he, like, he throws one, he wins one. And then Jordan's like, double or nothing or whatever. So, he, you know, Jordan just overtakes him and he, like, takes it personally or whatever. And then just, like, takes everything from the security guard. <laughs> like, it was, it was so well done. He's like, like he's like, oh. He's like, Mike, I got nothing else. Like even the room, like they built yeah. this, like the set building and like they filmed it. It was one of those that they were like pre-filmed and, and they did it before. And it was a kind of a digital short type thing, but oh my gosh. He said a night with your wife. <laughs> he, 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 he pulls out the old block cell phone, calls it and, and comes back. Well, I guess I'm in the doghouse. Like. I want to like whoever wrote that sketch. Oh, perfect! So well done, Ama- <laughs> absolutely amazing. But if you want another conspiracy, and I was thinking about this last night after I watched the Pentagon sixty Minutes piece on UFOs, um, there's one of my favorite shows ever, and it was it was ten years ago that it ended, and it ran for one season. It was called The Event. It was on NBC, and the premise of the show was that in the fifties or something there was a an alien spacecraft that crash landed in Alaska and there was a number of aliens on board but they all look human but they don't age that's the only thing they don't age as as closely to to humans as as what um they were um and they captured most of them but there were a whole bunch of people that were able to get away from the craft that weren't captured and they were able to assimilate into society. So the, there were these sleepers out there. And eventually they worked themselves into positions of power or whatever. And you don't really know about it until the end. But like one of the Secret Service agents is a sleeper. And then, you know, eventually the president's wife is a sleeper. But they basically bring their planet 
home, like closer to Earth because their planet is dying. And it got canceled after one season. It got me thinking. Sucks. It got me thinking. It wasn't because the show was bad or anything. It got canceled because they got a little too, too close, close. Well, to that's, what was what reality might. That's have been. a conspiracy theory within the conspiracy theory. Is that Hollywood entertainment has been conditioning us to be okay with the aliens? They've moved away from War of the Worlds into benevolent beings that want to protect us from ourselves. Which there's been a lot of incidents involving nuclear weapons being disarmed, um, but which is really freaky. What? Yeah, they'll, they'll have spottings of unidentified craft, and then all the nuclear weapons will be disarmed. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Fitz, are you an alien? Uh, another one is reptilians. People truly believe reptilians are one of the alien species that are among us and have assimilated and taken up the identity of people. Reptilian shapeshifters? It's freaking It's a weird rabbit hole to go down, but they'll have clips of people like when they blink, their eyes will change and they'll look like they have reptile eyes for a second and they'll blink and they'll go back to human eyes. It's weird stuff out. But the other problem with all of this is the deep fakes are getting so good now. There's there's a Tom Cruise account on TikTok. It is not Tom Cruise. People don't understand. It is a Eastern European hacker who has created such good deep fake stuff that in the original video, the, apparently the Pentagon could not say it wasn't Tom Cruise. And the it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, though, that the, that the Pentagon is tasked with determining whether or not a video of Tom Cruise is authentic. Well, I, <laughs> I saw a report that it just set off red flags. Holy crap. What technology have they come up with now where they could deepfake Vladimir Putin saying we are launching nuclear weapons? They could deepfake someone in the Middle East claiming something, you know, the Prime Minister of Israel claiming they're doing something. Oof, you you yeah. could really start some world conflicts with these deep fakes. So it's just crazy the technology going out. out the, la the last one is I I enjoy the like the behemoth or giant living in Afghanistan, whatever that one is. Oh, the giants. Yeah, yeah the giants were on Earth. That's another good one. I believe. I believe we had giants on Earth. What'd you say? That a whole bunch of like U.S. military jets go up go up the mountain come back with less ordinance than they left with. It's crazy. I love conspiracy theories. I love them because you know what? For everyone that is crazy, one of them comes true. One of them was true. True. Do you believe in Roswell? What oh, you, absolutely. You think absolutely. that that was absolutely alien craft? Absolutely. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind it was. It was not a weather balloon. I mean, there was too many news reports that happened immediately. And, you know, they've come back and confirmed it was a certain type of weather balloon. But there's too many people that saw and experienced things in Roswell that don't fit the narrative. And, you know, I mean. Especially now. Uh, there's a great new show, Project Blue Book. I mean, it's based on the scientist um, who was involved with Project Blue Book, who went in as a doubter and came out as a true believer. So, um, and that it was. The effort was really just to kind of cover it up so that America, the people didn't freak out. It was Big Brother. They didn't want us to freak out. But I do. I believe in aliens. Do you believe that Area 51 is where they keep them? Or do you think no, that's, think, too, no. open, that's no. too out in the open? I think Area 51 is used for testing of 
new military new military, but stuff. I don't believe that. I think there's other. Do you believe in the underground base in New Mexico? I do. That, like it gets like each level, each layer gets like creepier and creepier. It, we're really down a rabbit hole. We, we are. But there was a great conspiracy theory that there's an underground network, an underground rail system from these bases that we have built. And that during the construction of one, there was actually a firefight between our military and unknown beings. People and people swear by it. There was an engineer involved in the construction. That's, that's the one that's come out and said, Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. You're blowing my mind right now. When you get, get down the rabbit hole, but I believe we have military bases that, I mean, everyone knows where area 51 is, what it's about. No, we got stuff that people don't understand where it's at. Huh? Well, it was a lot of fun and I'm sure people turn it off. No, I don't think so. The humans will be right back. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The ads are done. Speak humans. We're completely switching gears here. Um, from Hard Ash, first time on the overtime. Hmm. The thing holding Manhattan back from truly experiencing big time growth is a lack of businesses that can pay well enough to attract alumni that have moved away, built their careers, started families, but want to move back to Manhattan. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But, but the other side of that is we are constricted in our available housing. Military base, floodplain, national re reservoir, it, it all squeezes up Highway 24 to Wamego. It's, I mean, that's really the only option you have long term. Colbert Hills is being developed. It was just up there last night. It's crazy what's going on Colbert Hills. Mm. But also, Folks, if all you those been houses, for, even before this housing situation, as far as new construction goes, those houses are extremely expensive. Another conspiracy. Right. right. Who, now, who is buying these houses? This gets into that. Uh, if you haven't been in Manhattan for a couple of years, just go up to Colbert Hills. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you've gone to Colbert Hills before, now you can exit. There's two entrances into Colbert Hills now. You can come up Vanesta Drive, um, which, you know, is there by Ms. Old Mr. Chicago, K's, Mr. Old Chicago, yeah, that, Mr. K's fire, station. fire station, and turn left on Colbert Hills Drive and mm -hmm. go into Colbert Hills that way instead of going all the way through. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. All that connects now. There's You can drive through the back nine now. My yeah. friend... TJ and Ann, they have, yeah, they've got a huge development company going and they've got incredibly cool townhomes up there. And now there's a giant honking apartments going up on Vanessa Drive. It's crazy. But in, in that, those houses up at Cobalt Hills now, 
have specials, so they're real expensive because you got to pay for the water and the streets and all that. But they're selling townhomes for a half million dollars. Now, I don't know who's buying these things. Who? And, and this gets into a lot of it is wealthy K-Staters buying property to have a Manhattan home. It's the thing. It's a good investment over the long – at least it has been. So they do that. But this answers the other part of your question. To sustain that as a as a community, we need tech jobs, and maybe Embath will be the savior. Maybe Embath will create enough biotech jobs, and I hope the campus acclimates to biotech. Getting back mm-hmm. to another question we fielded before about what K State needs to do, really invest in things that will tie themselves deeper and deeper to Embath. Are you saying Embath? Yeah. It sounds like you're saying he is. a T and an H on it. Or as Gilbert would say, NBAF. It's MBAF, <laughs> but it's weird. Um, it's, it just sounds funny how you're saying it. Um, yeah. I don't, tying these all together, Plum Island is an interesting thing. You know, they moved off Plum Island because uh, it was dated. Which is where it was before. Are they still? It's still active, though, right? Well, not very much. They've moved a lot of stuff off Why because they moved Plum it? Island is completely toxic. Yeah, they were going to develop it because it's a cool location. Apparently, I don't know where Plum Island is. It's, it's off New York, but it's off of like you got to go all like we're talking like the Hamptons. Okay, like north of I think it's north of. Let me look up. And the then map. now it's have, all all the way out. Now they've Long decided Island. it will not be. Inhabited by humans because it is toxic. They've had so many apparently spills and breaches at the old Plum Island facility. Folks, the one they're building now is the best in technology. It'll probably be more safe than the CDC, which is in Atlanta, which is, you know, why bring all that to farmland? Well, the CDC is in a huge population. I think it's the same level of security. But it'll probably be even better because everything will be new. Everything's yeah. going to be new. So, but yeah, we need more jobs. We really do. And and you get those people in, um, and all of the locally owned jobs will blow up. I, and I hope that happens. I hope we don't end up with a higher income and then become mm-hmm. everyone just wants to go to all the franchises. What can make this town really cool is a really really awesome local. I mean, I'd love it if we had a culinary school in town. Where American Institute of Banking? Well, they're going, they're not that active anymore. But I mean, a culinary institute where you come and learn to be a chef. I mean, that'd be incredible for this yeah. community. And, and that's why you go to Charleston; they had one for years. And then every restaurant in the downtown area is local. It's really cool. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Plum Island is all the way out. Yeah. Like you got to go. It's north of the Hamptons. So, I mean, you're pretty much as far far out on a, a Long Island, almost as far out as on Long Island as you could possibly go. New York. New York. Um, next question from K Byers 3 New. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for asking the question. As <laughs> I love how I mean, you're like, new. Just read it welcome. as I wrote it. Couldn't new. ad-lib anything. New. They welcome. are new. <laughs> Just Go. <laughs> How well do you think a Whataburger would do in Manhattan? Also, what is your go-to order at said establishment? Have you had the Dr. Pepper shake? I've not had the Dr. Pepper no, shake. I'm not a oh, shake it's person. It's amazing. I, won't, I don't drink any dark pop like that, so no, I haven't. Uh, I have two. I'll get the triple with triple cheese, or I'll get the patty melt. The triple with triple cheese? Yeah, it's not. it's not good for you. 
Now, the, the Whataburger would do quite well until my passing after about a month. <laughs> Big Whataburger guy? Oh, love it. Love it. But, you know, like I told someone, if we had one here, like people are getting it in Kansas City and, you know. I, I think it's realistic. Uh, um I know I wouldn't eat it as often. I mean, I make a point whenever I'm in Texas or Oklahoma to do it because I never get to do it. I haven't done it in yeah. years now. Um, I haven't had Whataburger, but I'm sure if there was a round, it would, it would be a mainstay in my fast food options when I did that kind of thing. But, I mean, I'm not going to go there every day. Put Whataburger in Aggieville. And you could do and that. That's where you need to put it. Really, it you need to, to tear down. French. You need to tell. You need to tear down Burger King, or yeah. if you want to go east, kind of where Gumby's used to be, that little plot somewhere in there. If you wanted to expand the business district a bit, I don't think that Waterburger actually needs a drive-through because Texas no. Tech has a Waterburger that's only inside. There's no drive-through to it. We went there after the game two years ago. It was weird because we go in. I mean, it's a late night spot because it's close to, you know, bars or whatever. And we go in and order our food and we're like, wait, there's no drive through here. So I don't think you'd necessarily need a drive through and you could put it in Aggieville and it'd it'd work out. Um, But yeah, it would do well. I think it would do well, especially just because it is a 24 hour joint and it's 24 hours inside too. Like that's that's the critical thing I think. You can let people come inside whenever. Well, there's no late night food in Manhattan. I mean, truthfully, there's no late night right. drive-through besides McDonald's. McDonald's is the only and specifically McDonald's East Side right. yeah. is it. You used to have um IHOP, but IHOP's gone pandemic hours. Same with Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell closes. They open at 10 and they close at 10. I don't even yeah. think they serve breakfast at our Taco Bell. We've become a retirement community on the west side of Manhattan. The Arby's closes at 8. <laughs> the, what? The hours, the hours at that Arby's are crazy. I don't understand what they're doing. I, we tried to go at 8.15 the other night and it was closed. It was all shut down. Like, what? To yeah, an- I don't even think you need inside. To a lot of these places, you still can't even go inside, which is kind of getting to an annoying. McDonald's point. is like that yeah. on the east side, which is just. I ridiculous. think a lot of restaurants now are discovering, like what Pizza Hut's doing. Well, let's get away from the dining thing and just do delivering. Well, think about Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A probably will not open up their dining room until this pandemic. Just thinking about how how close quarters Chick Fil A is, you can't let. 10 people in without being social distanced, just how, slow, how small I contend, the dining room is compared to how many seats they put into it. But I would contend the Manhattan Chick-fil-A has increased their business dramatically mm-hmm. with the pandemic because they're so incredibly efficient, mm-hmm. amazingly efficient. It also bothers me that people still haven't downloaded the app. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. So if Whataburger is <laughs> not going to Aggieville, where else would it go? It'd have to be on the east side somewhere. Yeah, I'd love it to I have think, it in the old Burger King location out right. here, but... That's not going to happen. I mean, we just – this side of town goes to sleep. It's crazy. It would have to be over closer to the students. Do you think it's I a think realistic it's about, possibility? I think, it's, I think it's less about the students as it is the population center. Yeah, fair enough. Since the east side is better population center-wise versus you know, the west side of town. But the, there, sh- there should be something in that old Burger King. You know, whatever it is. And I don't really ask way too much. Either they're asking way too much for the the building or rent, whatever it is. I want to say that building probably should just be torn down. There's no way that it's going to be cost efficient to go in there and and just 
change it. Uh, well, with Whataburger going into Kansas City, I, I can see them closing the loop between Kansas City and their Oklahoma locations and coming Topeka, Lawrence, of course, Manhattan, maybe Salina. Salina's a big retail center in, of course, Wichita. I can see that. I can see them doing that because then you have a logical supply loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I That's think- been their argument is we need to keep our supply lines. They run it kind of – they run it like a military operation. We we keep our supply lines in short areas so the food's always fresh. It's brilliant. Yeah. Wichita, I think, is the next spot. If, if you think that – if Whataburger's ever going to come to Manhattan, I think Wichita is the first – Well, they've announced they're going to Colorado. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a really interesting move to me because that really does break away from the supply unless they're going to really I mean, that puts I mean, that puts Kansas kind of on this island where you might as well – if you're going through it, you might as well make extra stops and make extra money on the way. All thanks to Patrick Mahomes. Think about how many jobs he's created. That's incredible. Seriously. It really is. I mean, low-income working jobs, but still, I mean – I mean, owning a store is not, yeah. you know, being a manager or even well, assistant manager at a store. They were all corporate owned and now they're getting into franchise. Yeah. That's how they're doing this. They, The family sold it. So it's now a big corporation owns it, but they're getting into selected franchisees. It's going to be fascinating to watch them grow. It's, you know, and we joke about Whataburger in and out. I've. If in and out came, I would eat there. I've never been there still. So I want to try that. This I, I wouldn't say you're missing anything. I think it's different. I appreciated uh, Sully Ingles. He's a California boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about going to Waterburger this last weekend, I think, on Twitter. And he had a very nice tempered response saying that you can't really compare the two. They're kind of different. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I agree with that. And I've always said that, that they're not comparable other than – you know, in and out coming and until in and out came to Texas, mm. there was no comparison. Then it was like, oh, you know, because it, it's too. It's really just the, the hype is comparable. The well, restaurants aren't comparable. We talked about conspiracy theories earlier. Here's something I can't explain, and I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. In Waco, Texas, one night we leave the stadium and we're heading down the road. We're going to grab some Whataburger because why? Fitz loves Whataburger. <laughs> so we go to the Whataburger location, and what is like one storefront down from the Whataburger? And in and out. What is the storefront in between the Whataburger and in and out? McDonald's. What is the crowded one? McDonald's. I could not explain what the hell was going on in Waco, Texas. You've got In N Out, you got Whataburger, but the line at the drive thru is the longest at McDonald's. Now maybe that was because they suck at the drive thru and they, the line wasn't moving, but it still thought, why would you ever go to that McDonald's when you have these two options? See, I feel like that's just because we don't have either of those two and we have McDonald's. No, I would still not go to McDonald's. I mean, when I went to Oklahoma State, I did not eat McDonald's once because I went to Whataburger most of the time. I had some gift cards like Wendy's and Burger King, so I'd, I'd use them because I'm, you know, I'm a college student. You know, I want food, but I probably had Whataburger on average at least two times a week. I pledge oh you, God. as it my was... friends that listen to this podcast and the Whataburger gods out there, you greasy sons of bitches. I pledge this to you that if you come to Manhattan, Kansas, I will never take you for granted. I will eat at you as often as possible. And I will sacrifice myself to the Whataburger gods by eating triples if I have to. Thank you for listening. The last question of the overtime comes from 
Grandpa Cat 1016. I forgot to mention that he's new and to welcome him, nice. but you knew that. Yes. Grandpa Cat was one of our witnesses to the last podcast. Yes. Um, how many brew pubs does Manhattan have and what's your favorite? I heard that tall grass was really good. I think we would have three. Two, don't we? Does Manhattan Brewing Company count as a brew pub? Yeah, it's not really a pub. Do they, mean, not, they don't have food. They don't serve food? No. Where's that at? Is it's that good on beer. Ground? It's on, on points. But tall grass, still functioning. Then Little Apple Brewing Company, which is kind They, they don't of, brew anymore. Well, yeah, they don't brew. Yeah. They serve food, though. Yeah, they're doing they're doing cool stuff. Like takeout. Like yeah. Kind of a meat market type things, like prep meals that you go home and cook. Pretty cool ideas. But I think they're down to two. Um, yeah, I, I would encourage people to try Manhattan Brewing Company. They're doing some really cool beers. Again, I'm not into hoppy beers, so it kind of limits me. I'm not into IPA, so it limits me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's talk about, um, the reinvention of kites. If you don't know this, uh, kites is going to rebrand the corner location. Okay. So the corner location there, you know, that has been kind of like the secondary room for kites is going to be a restaurant run by the Cox brothers because the Cox brothers have departed Cox brothers barbecue in Coca Bolos. They've been bought out by Dave Darling and uh, they're going to start up a steak and seafood place right there on the corner. It'll be part of kites, but not it. It's going to be interesting. And with that, there's talk that uh, they're buying out the barbershop, which is closing and putting in oh, a small that's closing apparently, which I don't know where Bill Snyder's going to get his haircut. This is a problem people. This is a problem. Uh, but put in a small brewing operation there for kites. There's three barbershops in Aggieville. That doesn't surprise me. But that one is the traditional one. That's the barber shop. That's where the old guys go to get their haircut and oh. look at porn. What? I don't think Bill does. <laughs> I want to be clear. <laughs> but it's very traditional. What? I, I, what? You don't know that? No, I don't. This is a this, this is, is an old barbershop thing. You'd go in there. It'd be Playboy Penthouse. I mean, depending, you've got to pick your right barbershop because you get some hustler back in the day if you really played your cards right. It was great. Yeah. Just sit there and, you know, just with the fellas, flipping through some naughty pictures and getting your hair trimmed. And I think they still have that down there, I think. If you don't, I apologize for well, searching your name. Well, I go to Campus Barbershop where Dylan would never, ever allow that. Well, that's his problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would allow it. A little barbershop porn it, is, is, is retro. <laughs> never, never. Retro is cool, Retro right? is cool. Sports Illustrated is all you get. Boy, it probably takes out the uh, bathing suit edition because that's that's uncool. I didn't think we could talk about them. What? Bathing suits? No. No, I mean, not supposed to aggregate their content. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about Sports oh, Illustrated. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I apologize to the 24-7 people for discussing... That. We're talking about a magazine that's We're dying. talking about boobs Well, I was I don't know about you guys That's it, we're done I'm going to end it on the boobs thing Zach's going to want me to cut it out Yeah, and whatever, I'm like, I'm like, he might <laughs> Why are you anti-boob? Zach Carlson is anti-boob Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast Make sure you're subscribing to our show At Apple, Spotify, Amazon Or wherever you get your podcasts PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Mm-hmm.